Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Walking Off. Featuring Francisco Castro, Tom Torrey, and Todd Varney. All right, welcome to another episode, a bonus episode of the Walking Off Podcast. I'm your host, Francisco, with my co-host, Todd. Uh, Todd, how's it going? Fantastic. Other than uh, like an idiot, I went out and got sunburned yesterday. It's brutal. I'm afraid to shower or touch any part of my back and or legs. So I'm dealing with that. But other than that, man, I'm fantastic. See, I, uh, I try to stay in as much as I could last night. And uh, yesterday, basically in general, I hate the heat. Like, mm. I'm a kind of a cold kind of guy, so I I prefer that. If it gets anything over like 70, I'm typically um, not a big fan of that. So I stayed in, kind of spent some time with the kids. Uh, took my son to the splash pad. That was kind of fun. All right. um, yeah, for sure. He didn't want to get in. I actually picked him up and carried him and got him wet. And then he told me it was the worst day of his life. So. <laughs> That was probably just when, he was hanging out with you. I I can relate. That's to that. that that that's probably probably true. Well, today we have a bonus episode. The Brewers don't play, but we are uh, we are going to be joined today by Evan Reifert. Um, Reifert, uh, he is a pitcher in the Milwaukee. <laughs> we just yes, we just talked about his name, and I completely butchered it. He is listening right now in the in the <laughs> green room, probably laughing at us, but. Um, if you did miss last night's episode, we talked to Jim uh, Crines, author of Remembering County Stadium. It was a good conversation. You missed it. Um, but uh, go ahead and check it out on YouTube or wherever you get your um, your podcast. Um, great conversation. He had so many cool stories. We're going to have to have him come back on. A ton of cool content. Um, but let's go ahead and welcome in Evan and uh, go ahead and talk to him for a little bit. Evan, Evan. how are you doing today? Hey, what's going on, guys? Doing well. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. How uh, How is it going over there in uh, Appleton? It's good. I mean, nice weather. Can't complain. I mean, won a few games this week as well. So, I mean, can't really complain with it. So, Do you guys get time to uh, kind of go out and, and explore Appleton a little bit? Have you found any, any spots? I know you've only been there for a couple of weeks now, but yeah. You guys, the guys showed you any cool spots or anything? Um, I haven't explored too much yet. I mean, yeah, just I've just been here the, this week. Um, I mean, love Qdoba. That's that's a good place to go to eat, you know. So <laughs> that's always that's always a good uh, <laughs> so fallback all, plan. Oh yeah, all over that. But I mean, uh, yeah, I haven't too much yet here. But I mean, it's a great place from what I've seen this week. And yeah, I mean, Mondays are kind of our off days, so those are good days to kind of go out and explore and and do whatever we need to do to just kind of to kick back a little bit. Absolutely. If you, if you're looking for decent bar food, I'm going to tell you right now, Basil's on college Ave, fantastic burgers, apps are out of this world. Tell them Todd sent you, depending on who's bartending, they mm-hmm. might kick you out. They might not. Um, I wouldn't go that route. <laughs> that's always, that's always my spot. So I, I lived in Appleton for a while, uh, worked at Basil's. So, it, it's always a good spot. But yeah, College Avenue is a ton of fun, man. You're you're young, enjoy it. Yeah, but baseball, sure. baseball first, <laughs> then yeah. then enjoy Appleton. 
Yeah. And uh, sure. so, so tell us a little bit about yourself. You grew up in uh, in Wilton, correct? Yeah, that's correct. I grew up in Wilton, Iowa. I mean, just a small town, uh, a little bit further east from Iowa City. So, I mean, small town, about 3,000 people. So, I mean, uh, no stoplights. We got like a subway there. It's it's kind of wow. about it. So, I mean. Growing up in Iowa, what, what team did you cheer for? Um, yeah, uh, that's a great question. I mean, back home, a lot of a lot of Cubs, a lot of Cardinals fans. I mean, Ooh. my my grandpa was the biggest Cubs fan, so I mean, my my family still today back home watches the Cubs and cheers on them. So uh, I'd have to say the Cubs. That's fair. As long, as long as you don't cheer for them now. <laughs> yeah, no, and not anymore. So I mean, it's 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 pretty strict here now. Yeah, Ooh. I was afraid that that's how you were going to answer that, Evan. Just, <laughs> I I know too many people from Iowa, and I had a feeling that that's the direction we were going here. So, I uh, I won't hold it against you now that you're in the organization. Um, we'll we'll let let that one slide, um, especially with the family ties. You know, Francisco and I always like to ask guests, you know, what got them into baseball originally, and more often than not, it's it's dad or grandpa. Uh, mm-hmm. What got you into baseball, Evan? I mean, I, I was always just that little kid, I mean, growing up, who was just super, super energetic. I mean, always had to be moving, couldn't sit still. I mean, I, my parents had always told me growing up that I, I just, like, as soon as I could pick up a bat and a ball, I was playing baseball. So, I mean, I, I kind of picked it up on my own, but my parents got me into it uh, just because they needed to get me out, out of the house and kind of out of their hair a little bit, so... So, yeah, I mean, I, my parents probably started that just getting me into just organized sports. And, yeah, I just love baseball from the start. And uh, so growing up there, um, you attended after high school, you attended North Iowa Area Community College. Um, do you know uh, what other notable alumni went to that school? Uh, I'll give you a hint. He's not, he's, not a, he's not a baseball player. He's a football player. I do not. Uh, Marshall Yanda, I'm per- hopefully I'm pronouncing his name. He was a, a former offensive lineman, retired just a couple years ago. He played for the Ravens. I was actually looking up the college because I hadn't heard of it um, or in that town. So I'm like, huh, okay, I wonder who else uh, who else is from this town and from this uh, from the, your, uh, your college. So that, that was pretty interesting. But, hmm. but according to my research, Google, you were ranked uh, fourth among the right-handed pitchers out of Iowa, and uh, you you did pretty well in North Iowa. And uh, looks like you were drafted by the Rangers after your freshman year. Yeah, it was. I mean, kind of kind of a crazy scenario. I mean, it was just uh, yeah, just came out of came out of high school. I mean, went to JUCO and went to North Iowa Area Community College for a while. Great coaching staff there. I mean. I think all, all the coaches I had there now are uh, professional coaches within, like, the minor leagues here now. So I know the head coaches, uh, the pitching coordinator for the Phillies and our hitting coaches with the Yankees or with the, the Twins and our pitching coaches with the Yankees. So, I mean, it was around a lot of really good dudes there. Yeah, and then freshman year just kind of velo spiked up a little bit. I mean, I went from throwing, like, upper 80s to low 90s and out of high school and then uh just ended up i think i popped in 96 my freshman year and 
had a few good outings that they, the the Rangers really liked and ended up getting signed or just get drafted for that. So, so what's the the draft process like? I think everybody's pretty familiar with you know the NFL draft where it's like a, a one and done scenario. Everybody's kind of sitting around holding their breath. I mean, going in the thirtieth round that that'd be a hell of a long time to sit there and watch the draft and wait to hear your name. I mean, is it something you're, you're actively paying attention to at the time? Um, or are you just kind of doing your thing? And, and if it happens, it happens. And if not, you know, there there's next year, there's more opportunities down the road. Yeah. So I, I've actually got a pretty funny story about that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in the meantime, I was, uh, I was in Florida playing summer baseball, uh, my, my freshman summer there. Uh, I mean, I didn't have many, like, high hopes for getting drafted. I mean, I knew I had a lot of interest in just organizations in general, but I figured, like, I needed another year of development, um, just another year just to kind of get just more reps and more opportunities there. So, I mean, I didn't think too much of the draft. I followed it, like, the first couple days. And then, obviously, 30th round came that, like, that third day of the draft, and I just had stopped looking at it completely. Um, I'd gotten back from working out that day while I was in Florida, um, got out of the shower, had a missed call. And then, uh, my head baseball coach at my Juco at the time gave me a call. He's like, Hey, like, what the heck? And I'm like, well, what's up? And he's like, you, do you realize what just happened? I'm like, no, he's just like, well, you just got drafted by the Texas Rangers. Like, congrats. And I had to look it up. I'm like, what is going on? Like, just, just, yeah, just completely clueless. Had no, no idea what was going on. It just, but yeah, I mean, my, my draft process is a little bit uh, different than others, but yeah, that was, it was a very interesting day that day for sure. So w- once you kind of get that, that call from the, the Rangers, how, like, how, what is the process then? Cause you continue to college, you kind of, you just decline it. And how does that whole all work out? Cause it gets different from football or like basketball. If you get drafted, like you're, you're pretty much on the team. Yeah, no, I, I had gotten a call later that day from the from the area scout uh, with the Rangers, and he had told me, he's like, yeah, I'd like, congrats. Um, I, I believe I had to sign off some papers because I technically was with the, the Rangers. So I had told him that, yeah, I wasn't quite ready for the for – the, for, like, to move on and go into professional baseball just yet. So I told him I'd like to decline their offer, and I had to sign a paper and – send it back to them. And that was kind of the, the process of getting out of that. So that's, that's just kind of how it is. And again, same thing with the Brewers. It's like you have documentation you have to sign before you're actually with the team. So what I, I just can't imagine. I don't even know if I have a question at the end of this, but I just couldn't imagine like, you know, working. I think every baseball player at some point, regardless of if you, only play a couple years in little league or if you end in in college or even if you're playing after that i was down in phoenix playing with some guys down there in open leagues that still had that dream that hey somebody might watch me play here in phoenix with a bunch of 30 year old dudes who are you know way out of shape and think that maybe i'm the one but uh everybody's got that that dream to go pro at some time what's the thought process like there of of ultimately deciding this isn't my time like being confident enough that, Hey, I'll get another opportunity to go there. This isn't it for me. Uh, What, I guess, how much time did it kind of take and and what was your thought process through that? Yeah. I mean, 
especially just after that freshman year, I, I knew that um, just just mentally I wasn't quite ready there for that opportunity yet. I knew I had a lot of really raw, like really good raw tools that I had at the time. Again, fastball was really good, like really good off speed. Um, but I, I knew there was more to it. I knew there was more that I could improve on. And again, it, it just I think um just choosing the right time it's like okay like how much do i have underneath my like my belt and how much do i you're, you're almost looking for like uh just things that you can pull out of your uh out of your pockets and stuff that you could just be like okay hey like i've been in some some crappy scenarios here that i've gotten through like it's just just trying trying to find different ways and um I guess you guys know. Do you guys understand what I'm getting at? Like here, just kind yeah, of. Yeah, like no, funny. for sure. Yeah. There's always kinda, there's always things you can improve, and I guess you bet on yourself, which you know, and I guess it's kind of hard because you no one expected COVID to come and um, kind of screw everything up um, yeah. in the world. Um, baseball just being a, you know small part of that whole the whole thing, but that's crazy. Just kind of, but, but was that your? Oh, but then you because you were a senior when COVID hit, so. Um, were you drafted after that, or is that kind of the last um, time you were drafted prior to being signed as a uh, undrafted free agent? Yeah, so freshman year I got uh, I got drafted by the Rangers. My sophomore year I didn't end up getting drafted. Um, it was actually my junior year that after my junior year that's when I ended up signing then. So, um, so yeah, that was kind of that. Yeah, that's what's the thought process then like when you find out the draft's only going to be five rounds last year? Yeah. Um, baseball essentially, I mean, everywhere shut down at, at pretty much every level. What was what was your 2020 like as far as playing baseball went? Yeah, I mean, I, I was at Central Missouri at the time when, when uh, COVID hit. So, I mean, I think I had like four appearances, not not too many appearances really. Um, it, it was kind of tough because I knew that I had the chance to go pretty far in the draft um, if I would have had a good season that year. But, I mean, yeah, it was it was definitely a, kind of a, a shot to the gut when, uh, when COVID hit because then, yeah, no one was playing baseball. I mean, no real opportunities to get seen on. And, again, it's just like I'd had three years where it's like, okay, like I've had opportunities almost every year getting seen by scouts at, at some – some games or whenever so like I, I knew the interest was there but i knew that they wanted to see more and it was it was kind of frustrating at first it's like dang like i know there's more yeah. i can do and more i can prove uh to everyone but but yeah i mean i i was fortunate with the brewers like they came out and uh my uh, my coaches at central missouri ended up finding a, a summer league for me to play at i actually played there for two weeks in the summer and then signed with the Brewers after that. Cause they had gone to both those outings. So, um, so, I mean, that was kind of like my ticket in the door really. It was like the, the area scout for the Brewers in the Midwest for me was again, had seen me for three years. It's me play at Nyack had seen me play um, at central Missouri and really liked what they saw. So, I mean, I was, I was really fortunate in that, in that regard, really. Did you know that they were interested in you? Um, like, when that season has started, how does that all work out to teams or do scouts kind of let you know that they're keeping an eye on you? Um, or is it just, you have no idea who's watching? I mean, 
there there's a there's a point where you don't really know like who's exactly watching or who's got the most interest in you but i mean like i had an advisor at the time who's now my agent uh, who was just like yeah like all these teams are looking at you right now like this and that just kind of be aware of that um but yeah i mean the 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 brewers had seen me before the season at, at central missouri really liked what they saw like a bullpen and um and stuff like that so I mean, like, I, I knew that they were they were following me. I didn't know that they were extremely interested in me at the time, and I, I don't think I was really worried about it at the time. Again, I was just trying to just trying to play baseball, you know, and just uh, do what I could on the field and just kind of prove to whoever was watching. Well, speaking of your uh, your offense, your you know what you did on the field as a you you were batting pretty well. I think you led the led your team with nine home runs and 34 RBI slug 897. And uh, looks, and then you threw 19 and a third innings with a 0.72 ERA. So you were having a really good season offensively and, you know, pitching. Yeah, for sure. Uh, are you following the mules this season at all? Ooh, yeah. I was at, before I jumped on the podcast, I was watching them play Tampa. I think they were ahead like, eight to four or something. So I was, I was watching that game for sure. So they're, they're a great, a great program. Really. I mean, I loved every second that I was there. Yeah. You, uh, you mentioned Tampa, your old roommate when you were uh, with Carolina, uh, Brandon Kennard, he also played for Tampa, I think right before COVID hit. So um, have you talked to him at all about this series since I think mules are the number one seed and, they're, they've been playing really well. Um, I was just catching up on the highlights of last night's game, and then um, I hadn't seen the score for today, but so it looks like they are beating Tampa. Yeah, no, I I was going to message him after the game for sure because, I mean, again, I'm hoping the Mules win and pull it out, so I was going to kind of just be like, hey, because we, we, we had always gone back and forth in Carolina just be like, oh, yeah, like, we played each other last year, we would have, like, one of us would have won or whatever it was like we kind of had a little competitive competitiveness between us there so i mean it'll definitely awesome. be good if the mules pull it out for us so yeah so you started the season with the mudcats uh and then ended up getting promoted to appleton what was that how did they tell you what's what's that whole transition like for you then yeah i mean it was uh i mean it was kind of out of the blue we were uh we were in uh, where were we? We were playing Del Marva in Maryland. We had a road series. Um, apparently, they had known. Um, I think it was either Friday or Saturday. Um, just kind of like wrapping up the week there uh, at that uh, series. And I think I pitched Sunday, and after the game Sunday, like our uh, our manager came in, talked to everybody, which is kind of unusual. I mean, it really hadn't happened since I had been there that he'd really had like a a team discussion and just said like, Hey, like just like good job after the game, whatever, like stuff like that. And he's just like, Hey, also Ryford's getting promoted. So I'm like, okay, whoa. Like it, <laughs> it, you got to take a step back there for a second. It's like, I, I was just pitching in the game that me, day. And I'm like, man, this, all right, this like, Ryford, me, this guy, <laughs> oh, exactly. talk about me. <laughs> yeah. It was exactly that. Like what the heck? And it's just, Again, those like next 24 hours after that, I was just like, well, okay, no, well, now I'm driving to, well, actually, I drove to Cedar Rapids, which was pretty close to home, to, to meet up with the team there. And I was just like, 
or I like just back and forth, just all the stuff I have to do just to get ready to go there and pack up. And I mean, just a, a slew of emotions and all of this. And I just like, wow, what the heck? So, yeah. I mean, how much time do you have to get from, from point A to point B on something like that? Yeah, they, uh, I had two days there. So, I mean, coach, uh, I mean, the manager pretty much just told me, he's like, Hey, like if you're driving, like you got to wake up tomorrow morning after we get back and like head out, get on the road. So, I mean, I, we, we had gotten back at like 1230 that night from, from Maryland and got back to my like hotel at the time and was back at like one, one thirty, And I had to wake up at like eight o'clock and get on the road. So, I mean, Damn. I think I, I think I drove like 16 hours to get here. So yeah, wow. I drove all day Monday and most of the day Tuesday and met up with them Tuesday because then they had the night game. So, so yeah, it's a lot of driving, but I mean, it was again, worth, worth the experience. And again, hopefully again, same way moving forward now too. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully uh, you just keep on advancing. That's cool. Um, look, thinking about um, like the minor league, um, stadiums and where you travel what has been your favorite city so far to play in either if through college or um, the minor leagues it's a great question i mean it, it was hard Thank to beat you. the atmosphere in, uh, in carolina <laughs> um carolina was so much fun that first series i mean like it was uh it was my first like taste of of minor league baseball like the first series and my first uh, my first appearance then like, I think that was probably my favorite stadium that I've pitched in so far. I mean, also Wisconsin's field is awesome as well. I mean, can't can't really complain there. So it's really cool there. But I'm, I would definitely say Carolina for sure is probably my favorite stadium so far. And just overall, just atmosphere. I mean, it was – I mean, it's hard, hard to describe when you're out there. So what's the – what's kind of the welcoming like? jumping on a new team. I mean, I know Appleton, you know, going into high A, there's there's a couple guys there that are a little bit higher profile. Um, just kind of stepping into to that team and filling a role for them. You know, what's that that introduction like? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it's definitely different at first. I mean, it's like, okay, well, this is a complete different group of guys that I don't really know like i knew a lot of the guys from spring training so i mean it wasn't like i was coming into a team with just like guys who had no idea who i was like i mean i i think i think i molded pretty well into the spot though i mean i had, it wasn't too bad of a transition really i mean obviously like you said there's some high profile guys there but i mean you just don't really you don't really notice it when you're just a, you're one team and we're all doing the same thing and just trying to get to you know the next level so a good point um lost my train of thought <laughs> it happens I'm, sometimes i'm yeah. uh i'm just scrolling around the map here and looking at wilton uh looks like they got a pretty nice sports complex were you a multi-sport athlete or were you just baseball focused yeah no, i mean again we were a small town small school like i played all four sports i played uh, baseball for five years since we started in eighth grade. I mean, baseball for five years, played basketball for two years, um, played football four years, ran track for four years. Because, yeah, I was the only state that does um, summer baseball, which is fantastic. So, 
so yeah i mean i got a good mix of a mix of everything there so it was a lot of fun did you do any other position besides uh, pitching yeah i was a third baseman i was a third baseman in high school so so when you see players like shohei otani on uh the angels what are your thoughts on on him because he what he does is crazy yeah it's just it's so hard to describe it's insane it's just it's like the man gets on the bump, throws 100, and then, again, they'll put him in the outfield or DH, I and mean, he hits bombs. So it's it's crazy. I mean, but, I mean, that's what he did, though, too, in, in Japan before he came over. It was just like, okay, like, he was used to doing it. He'd been doing it at a high level. So it's just like, okay, I guess he's doing this. So it's awesome to watch, wow. though. It's so much fun to watch. I think he's lead, one of the uh, league leaders in home runs, which is, again, like you said, insane. Every time you yeah. see what he does, it's almost as if you're not even a surprise anymore. You just kind of expect him to like launch a home run, and like he doesn't, he doesn't barely get over. Like he, he crushes the ball. So he's jacked. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, definitely somebody you have to tune in whenever he's playing. So, have you tried talking the coaches into letting you hit? <laughs> No, I, I haven't even mentioned it. I mean, <laughs> at this point, I was just like, I, I think, um, again, just sticking to pitching and just trying to trying to master that craft and just be as, as good as I can be. I mean, I think that's kind of where my head's at, and I think that's kind of where I've been directed. It's just like, hey, you're, you're really good at pitching. You should just try and get even better and get to the point of where it's like, okay, this is just – this is what you do every day. So, Yeah, what – what uh what all do you throw uh i throw a four seam fastball um and i also throw a slider um the slider is not like a typical slider it's more of a bullet slider so it doesn't really have a whole lot of horizontal to it it's just pretty much straight straight down it almost looks like a curveball but it's just how uh, how physics work and how it spins and how the baseball spins so it just pretty much just falls straight down um and then I also have a chain dip as well that I've been working on, and I've been starting to throw it a little bit more here in Appleton. So it's been coming along. But yeah, those are like just kind of that three-pitch mix. That change-up, really since you know Devin Williams came out with it, I feel like this year everybody's trying to work yep. that change-up in their arsenal. Um, and you can really see around the league. I mean, it's just devastating to some guys. And, and if you can get some movement on it like Devin has, I mean, it's just it's wicked there. So – I mean that that's always a good one to have. Uh what's your your velo on your four seamer? You said you were at 96 when you were in Missouri. Yeah, I mean it's it's been up to 97 like numerous times. I know I've been up there several times, but I mean in games here this spring and spring training it's been anywhere from like 93 to 95 touch 96. So but I mean a normal occasion where I go like one or two innings probably 94 95. So nice. So yeah. Do you so they have you as a reliever, correct? Yes, they do. Do you do you is that something you enjoy doing or do you think at some point you would you know want to be stretched out as a as a starter? I mean, uh, initially I was like, man, I I really like my routine cuz I again, I was practicing to be a starter. So I I mean, all my all my workouts and all that were kind of molded around being a starter so I, I didn't like it at first but i mean now that i've gotten kind of into the groove and finding my own routine here in the bullpen i really like it 
I mean, I, I enjoy coming out of pen. I enjoy just being in the bullpen to start. And again, just getting like an inning, two innings a game. It's like, I feel like that I can go a really long ways with that. And again, I feel like I get plenty of swing and misses. So it's like, it's kind of hard to beat where it's like, okay, you've got really good stuff out of the pen. Like, why don't you stick there? So I'm really good at it. That's good. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully that can propel you to the next level, and then uh, we can see you advance pretty quickly. So that's exciting. Well, um, before we before we um, let you go, I know you're you're busy there. Um, have you spoken to anybody, or kind of like, what are your thoughts on this team or the big team? I guess um, overall so far this season, because they started off hot and then they kind of cooled down, and now they're they're playing well. They're hyper first in the uh, in the NL Central. Yeah, I know. I mean, it just it kind of shows you just the game of baseball in general. Like, I mean, everybody has their ups and downs. And, again, like, teams can get really hot really fast with just, again, just bringing hits together. Again, guys going going however many innings, starters especially going six-plus if they can. Like, again, like, the Brewers have what it takes to go all the way this year. I mean, we've got the pitching staff. I mean, we're adding new additions, uh, like, Again, Wong and Bradley this year, like it's been good. So, I mean, we just gotta kind of keep building off that. Really, that's all I can say to it. For sure, it's a it's a good organization, and uh, I'm glad you are definitely a part of it. And uh, hopefully, at some point, we can go down catch you uh, pitching in Appleton uh, sometime this season. So that'd be uh, that'd be exciting. So, a question for you: um, On your off days, what do you what do you do for fun? Are you uh, a Xbox, uh, PlayStation? Okay. Yeah, I mean that, that's a tough thing. I I would usually be playing like PS4. Actually, I got a PS5. Fortunately, my best friend back home got me one. So um, typically, I'd be playing PS5. But since I don't have that with me, since it's kind of hard to just kind of take it everywhere and just do all that and not having like an apartment to just be like, oh, I can just leave this here for however many months it is that we play. So. I mean, I, I've been golfing a lot. I mean, I actually just hit the range before I came into this here. So um, I like golfing a lot. It's been just good just, just to kind of get, get the mind off baseball and, again, just kind of mentally just uh, just relax. Or I've also got my, my Nintendo Switch where I play Smash Bros. And those are kind of the two things. It's like Smash Bros. Golf. So, What what games do you play on uh, on PlayStation? On PlayStation? I've been really into the game Godfall. Uh, it's PlayStation Five. Um, I mean, it's—I don't know. It's—it's it's hard to describe, but it's a great game. I love it. I was so addicted to it. So it's kind of like a—not like really medieval, but like just knights and just fighting stuff, killing it. I don't know. It's cool. For sure. Uh, For sure. Well, sorry. Go ahead, Francisco. Oh no! I was just gonna say thanks for coming on, and we'll uh, we'd love to have uh, have you back on sometime. And we enjoy talking to you, and good luck um, pitching. And uh, we uh, wish you great success, and uh, excited to see where uh, where the future lies. The future lies for you, Evan. Yeah, thank you guys. Can't appreciate it enough. So, but yeah, anytime you guys want to come to Appleton, just let me know, and probably hook you for guys sure. up with some tickets or something. So, whatever you guys I, need. I am going to take you up on that offer. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, just let me know. For sure, awesome. for sure. All right. You have a great uh, rest of your night, Evan. Yeah, you guys too. All right, Thanks, right now. Evan. Appreciate you, man.
All right. That was cool. I I enjoy uh, getting the chance to talk to uh, to these guys and really kind of see their mindset throughout the whole draft process. Because like I like I was talking to Brandon the last time I had I had him on, and he was just kind of telling me how he expected to get drafted, and then COVID, and then it's the the draft went from only the five rounds, and like the signing bonuses were like completely reduced. So it's to the point where do you want to do you want to go back to college and hopefully things change, um, but then you don't know how long this is going to last. So you just sign with the team and hope you can kind of bet on yourself. So I yeah, know it's I always mean, it, uh, it's, it's cool. That's where that's where like I was saying I would have such a hard time. <clears throat> you know, you get he gets drafted by the Rangers and. And then just like, no, I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah. And then COVID hits, man. I'd have been like, oh, right. what did exactly. I do? What did I do? Or, so, I mean, I'm I'm glad it's working out for him, um, and he's you know progressing through the the system. Yeah, it could be worse. It could be something. I guess not worse for him, but uh, like the A's when they drafted the quarterback from uh, Oklahoma, and then uh, he's like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go to NFL draft instead. Tyler Murray. And then yeah. Kyler, uh, and next thing you know, they they lost their first round pick. And I think the Astros, uh, I think maybe four or five seasons ago, I think they did something kind of along the same lines where they drafted somebody, and something went wrong with like the signing bonus, and he was like, "No, I'm good," and he just dipped out. So you never you never know. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make the trip out there to Appleton because I think it'd be kind of cool just to kind of get that. I haven't I haven't been there yet, so yeah, it's a cool little park. Um, Appleton's a, a fun little city and, uh, it, it's always cool to go there and hang out, catch a game. Uh, but I, I think, you know, talking to these minor leaguers is, is cool because you get a sense of <clears throat> what the draft process is like, you know, people don't really see that with the MLB. Um, and, and they don't get a taste of what these guys go through. You know, like you said, he's, he's living in, in, uh, in a hotel room and being told like, Hey, we're in Maryland right now. We're going to jump on a bus and go back down to North Carolina and then pack your shit up because you're leaving in the morning. Yeah. You're driving halfway across the country to go meet up with the other team. And then when he gets there, like, cool, it's not a easy drive from Cedar Rapids to Appleton to get back up there. And you know, that, that transaction happened on May 25th and he said he's still in, in a hotel there and they're hitting the road again for two weeks. So like, you know, I don't think people really realize when you're expecting, you know, some of these prospects to pan out, they're, you know, 19 to 23 years old and their life is just, you know, you're, you're out of a Constant double bag change, rolling yeah. around the country. So yeah, it's, it's a lot different than like I was saying for other, other leagues where you get drafted and you're expected to contribute right away. And that's how, that's the cool thing about baseball and the unique thing about baseball is we not we might not see a player drafted for three or four years, um, sometimes longer if you think of somebody like Billy McKinney who's, who's drafted first round and he's barely cracking a major league roster now except what he's doing in the Mets with, we don't need to talk about that because he's just crushing the ball right now. So Yeah. Well, yeah. it'd be nice to see something uh, happen with their pace scale down there. See these guys taken, you know, a little bit better care of by these clubs. Especially, Did you see that you know, Oakland report with their minor no, league? Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull it up. Actually, so. Um, well, I was going to bring no. up Tyrone Taylor. You know, a couple of years ago, he was the September call up. After they found out that he was going to work for FedEx already, like 
you know, when, when some of your top prospects have to go take on that job, how do you expect them to, you know, train and stay in shape and, and keep honing their craft and working on their game when yeah. he's got to go work a 10, 12 hour shift at FedEx just to get by. So well, it, if you think be, about, it'd be nice if to you think about COVID, how, how that, how that completely threw their whole life in, in complete limbo, especially yeah. since they were making a ton of money to begin with. Like minor leaguers don't make, <laughs> they don't make much at all. So, um, and they're, like you said, they're constantly being shuffled around. If you think, think about these players who go from AAA to the majors to AAA to the majors back and forth, and their whole life is just um, out of their hands. It's in the hands of, uh, obviously, their manager and the front office. So, But, no, it was a conversation. Uh, we will have to have him come back on sometime. I'm going to try to get a hold of a couple of different players who, who else we can talk to because I enjoy talking to them and uh, just getting their different perspective on, on baseball in general. So. Absolutely. And like I said, yeah, for sure. And like I said, if you haven't checked out our last um, episode, definitely, definitely take a look at that. Um, we have a couple of cool things out on the YouTube channel. If you're watching that, right. we also have a podcast. And if you're watching the podcast, check out the YouTube channel, the Facebook page. Uh, give us some uh, reviews, comment, all that all that fun stuff. Like and subscribe. Yeah. It uh, Last night's interview must have been good. I, I couldn't make it, unfortunately. But I had Tom texting me at like 11 o'clock last night telling me how good it was. So I didn't get a chance to catch it today. Uh, it's up, it's on my list for tomorrow. But for Tom to text me at 11 o'clock and tell me it was good, that, that's got me excited for it. Yeah, one, one interesting thing before we jump off, he had mentioned, um, and I think I posted on Twitter, how he was um, one of the guys who was racing in the sausage race. And he was completely wasted during while he was racing and uh just a couple other cool interesting stories about his uh his example as uh oh speaking of tom he decided now he wants to jump on so <laughs> but uh anyway we'll go ahead <laughs> we'll go ahead and he was calling uh, a baseball game which is why he couldn't come on tonight he does call some local some local high school games so that's i i, I, I think tom that's has a job that tom has, has so. a real good job. for him <laughs> yeah, Tom has cool things to do at night while we are I was watching the Bucks game, but I turned that off. I don't know if the score has updated in a positive way, but I don't know. I was hoping they would be the kind of saving grace for Wisconsin sports this season, but uh I don't know if that's gonna happen. But oh well. Mm. Anyway, with that uh being doesn't, said doesn't oh. look like it. No, it doesn't look like it. They may get swept. The Nets are good. Oh man, they're good. But oh well. All right, Todd, I will go ahead and we'll talk to you uh, sometime tomorrow, the next day. And uh, for those who are listening, yeah. we thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Night. For sure. I'll right, we'll have uh, maybe Tom on there this, this time. We'll see. Good. I feel like I haven't talked to Tom. Uh, I haven't I haven't been on air with Tom in like a week. So uh, I'm, I'm missing that guy. Miss you, Tom. Uh, everybody else, have a great night. Right on. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.